Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Pursuing Jesus Podcast. My name is Shane Winnings, and I'm excited to bring a new series, The Prosperity Gospel. Yes, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the prosperity gospel, what it is, what it's not, give some examples, and hopefully you walk away with a better understanding of what it is, but more importantly, what it's not, because I've seen a lot of good preachers try to be taken down by the mob on social media uh, under the guise of being a heretic and a prosperity preacher, when in fact they're not. And it just comes from a wrong understanding of what the word, what the theology actually is. So we're going to get into it. Today's part one. I don't know how many parts we'll have. As many parts as it takes to climb through it. Today we're going to talk about uh, some demonic practices within the prosperity gospel. And then we're going to talk about healing. Is healing part of the prosperity gospel? Let's find out. But long story short, no. I don't believe it is. First, I want to thank you for listening. Man, Oh, I'm so blessed by all of you guys who listen to these episodes, so thank you. And as always, if you ever want to partner with us monthly, help us keep going, you can do so at the link in the description. Thank you so much. Everything you do, it fuels us. It it provides for us. And uh, I know that that is all God working through people. And so I'm just so thankful to God. And I'm thankful for you who are obedient to him as you feel led. So thank you. Here's what Wikipedia says the prosperity theology is. Prosperity theology, sometimes referred to as the prosperity gospel, the health and wealth gospel, the gospel of success or seed faith, is a a religious belief among some Protestant Christians that financial blessing and physical well-being are always the will of God for them, and that faith, positive speech, and donation to religious causes will increase one's material wealth. Material and especially financial success is seen as a sign of divine favor. Now I'm going to read this last uh, paragraph from Wikipedia as well. Prosperity theology views the Bible as a contract between God and humans. If humans have faith in God, he will deliver security and prosperity. The doctrine emphasizes the importance of personal empowerment, proposing that it is God's will for his people to be blessed. The atonement, reconciliation with God, is interpreted to include the alleviation of sickness and poverty, which are viewed as curses to be broken by faith. This is believed to be achieved through donations of money, visualization, and positive confession. Okay, so there's a lot in this, and we're going to take multiple episodes to break it down. So if I'm not covering something in one, you know, don't freak out. I'm going to peel all the layers back that I possibly can. We're going to get into this. But today, the things that stood out that I want to talk about are seed faith and healing, okay, separately. Um... But I first want to make this statement. It's important that when you hear this, you understand that there is a motive in this prosperity gospel. And it was found in this last sentence, doing all these things will increase one's material wealth. It is about getting rich, being being blessed financially, being blessed with resources, being blessed with material things. Now, I don't agree that they encapsulate physical well-being because I do believe 
that it is God's will for people to be healed. And I, I've talked about that at length, and I'm not going to re-present uh, that to you. If you want to hear that, go to my episode on Is It Always God's Will to Heal? Um, I'm not sure what episode that is. Let me look. I've got the list here. Um, duh, 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 duh. Man, a lot of episodes. A lot, a lot of episodes. Is it always God's will to heal? Wow, I must have passed it. Okay, we're at episode. Here we go. Episode 11. Episode 11, is it always God's will to heal? So if you get hung up on that, go back to that episode. If you have heard it, if you need to hear it again, listen to it. That is my position on healing, but I do believe it's God's will to heal. Now, can that be used in uh, conjunction with the prosperity gospel? A hundred percent it can. And that's when we get into seed faith, and that's what I want to talk about today. But to, to put an, an umbrella over this prosperity theology, it's important that you understand this first sentence that they said, which I agree with. Prosperity theology views the Bible as a contract between God and humans. If humans have faith in God, he will deliver security and prosperity. In the last sentence, this is believed to be achieved through donations of money, visualization, and positive confession. Okay, so any time that someone is using the gospel to get money, or they are manipulating the gospel or the gifts of the spirit or they're using God to get money like okay the I think of some televangelists that I've seen where they were like you know they're preaching to the TV and you have to understand that there are people who are watching these shows that are like desperate they need God to move they'll do anything Right, They just need God to do something in their lives. And you have this televangelist, and he's on TV. And so for a lot of people, if you're on TV, you're already credible. At least back in the day, that's how it was. Now we understand, like, dude, not everyone who's on TV or on the Internet is credible or worth listening to. But I remember when TV, you know, when it was really rolling out, and that was a little bit before my, um, before I was born, you know, when the first TV came out. But... When people were on TV, it was like everyone was respected. The, the news was respected. The people who spoke on TV, especially when you have someone of faith. So you have this televangelist on TV, and he says something like this. I feel like God is saying that there is someone on here who needs a breakthrough, and if you sow a seed of $5,000, God is going to move in your life. That is prosperity gospel. It's like if you give... Me, if you give me your my ministry, your money, God's gonna move in your life. That is not anywhere in the Bible. Jesus literally never said that. Ever. It's 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 manipulation. Like there are people that are just desperate. They would they would spend their whole life savings for God to just break through in their lives. And and there's people who don't know better, and, and these preachers and these televangelists are preying on them. And we see a lot of that today. Even on social media, that stuff is still at work. 
That, to me, is like textbook prosperity gospel. It's making one person rich with the promise that God will do something. Now, I I need to say that this is seed faith. That's what this is. This is if you sow a seed, God's going to do something. If you sow a seed, and when they say sow a seed, if you're not familiar with this terminology, sowing a seed is what what they mean is if you give some money. You're sowing a seed of your finances so that God can move upon your faith. That's how it's preached. And listen, I won't put God in a box ever. Are there times that God can lead you to give because maybe money is an idol or maybe God, you know, is testing your um, your willingness to give, your willingness to, you know, relinquish or to let go. He's trusting. He, he's testing if you trust him. And so you might feel led to give and then he moves. And that can happen because money can be an idol. And as you release those idols and lay them down, God has the ability to move in your life because if money is an idol, then, you know, you need to lay that down. Like what I'm saying is, Are there times that God can speak to you and provoke you to do something outside of your comfort zone and he moves upon that faith? Yeah, 100%. I totally believe that. There's been times in our life where I just felt we needed to give like a couple thousand dollars to someone and it just came out of nowhere. And I was like, well, this doesn't make a lot of sense, but I felt like God told me. No No one came up to me and told me to do it. No one told me, hey, Shane, if you give a couple thousand to this person, like God's going to move in your life and he's going to do this, this, and this. No, that didn't happen. I alone was encountered by God and I felt like he spoke to me and so we did it. That person was blessed and my wife and I ended up getting blessed later with even more than we had given. Now, that doesn't always happen. We've given a lot of money away before and we didn't get any back. It was a sacrifice. Like, you don't give to get. You give because God first gave. You give because you love God and you just trust Him. And, and that's a whole other topic, and maybe I'll do an episode on giving um, and, and, and being a cheerful giver and trusting God and all of that. But what I'm saying is this. Us feeling provoked by God because He spoke to us is different than, you know, say Jess and I are walking through a hard time, spiritual warfare, her health, or whatever it is, um, and someone comes up to us and says, I feel like God is saying, if you sow into my ministry, like you're going to have a breakthrough. That is classic prosperity. Is it always prosperity? Could it be God? I mean, I guess it could be because I don't put God in a box, but that is right along the lines of what prosperity theology is. You give to me, God does this. I stray from people like that. And I make sure whenever I have prompted people to give to our ministry, I say the reason I'm asking you to give is because we don't have an income. And if you want us to keep doing what we're doing, we need your help. I have never once said, if you give, God will do this and God will do that and God will do this in your life. I never will say anything like that because I don't want to confuse people. That is seed theology, seed faith. Now, there is a very popular up-and-coming minister who uses this practice, and um, I have recently distanced myself in the last year from that person because seed faith is a very big part of their ministry. 
and uh, I won't tell you who it is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what gender they are. None of that stuff matters. I'm just saying this stuff is real, and it's in circles that I have been a part of. And uh, it's demonically used to manipulate people to give finances in order to secure some type of supernatural outcome. Well, the Lord told me that if you sow a seed right now, that you'll be delivered. Or, um, you know, after doing a deliverance or, or claiming to have done a deliverance, God told me that you need to sow a seed of thankfulness right now to seal the deliverance so that the demons don't come back. That is not in the Bible. And what happens is people manipulate or misrepresent Scripture and they deceive people into giving. And the people who are giving believe that they are following God because this minister is using Bible verses and they're using them out of context and they are using them manipulatively. I hate it so much. It makes me so angry. People are being taken advantage of and they're being spiritually abused. And I saw this happening in this minister's um, ministry and I confronted them um, and I called them. I didn't just slander them all over the place. Once I found out it was happening, I started doing my own research and I remember ministering with them and I called them and I confronted them on everything and I used scripture and I, I broke down their misuse of scripture and I said, listen, maybe you were an error before. That's okay. Here's the real meaning of that scripture. Now you know. Are you going to stop doing this? And they said, no. And so I said, well, I can't support your ministry anymore. I love you, but I have to, I have to distance myself from you. And I did. And um, it's important to, to keep your eyes open because there are people that sound really good on social media and in person. There are people that sound like, oh, they, they're saying they're just such an anointed preacher or such an anointed whatever, and they're saying a bunch of crap they're manipulating people. They're deceiving people. And it looks like there's fruit. It looks like the fruits of the Spirit are happening. But what you're not seeing are these little things. These little things are sneaking in there. You might see someone appear to be delivered of something. And then you hear, hey, God just told me if you sow a seed into my ministry, you'll be fully delivered. You'll be sealed of deliverance. Demons will never be allowed to come back. That right there should raise a million red flags in your mind. Like, what in the world? Because you have to understand that if, if that is the language that's coming out of someone's mouth, then it, it, didn't just, it didn't just start there. You have to go, okay, this was all leading to this moment. Everything that I just saw led to this moment where you are trying to get them to sow into your ministry. So then you have to go, well, was that really a deliverance or was that just a setup so that I can tell you, hey, if you want to stay free or get all the way free, you need to give. Did they really get delivered or was that just part of the setup? Was the message legit or was it just setting the stage for this fake deliverance that I'm just telling you guys, you need to keep your eyes open because at a glance, and if you're just scrolling on social media, you might see what looks like people manifesting and getting free or, or, or hearing this amazing word, but then it's followed up with something that just is not right. And that is what you need to tune in on because prosperity theology is a cancer, and I'm telling you, it is 
a big part of the social media world if you're not careful. People get a following, they get tempted, or maybe they built a following in order to get rich. It's it's not God. It has nothing to do with you getting free. It has nothing to do with God. It's all about that person getting wealth. And uh, it's awful. Seed faith. I freaking hate it. Now, I, I've talked about that enough. You should understand that. And now you can be on the lookout. Anytime someone's like, hey, you need to sow a seed in order for this to happen, um, run away. Because I just can't find Jesus saying that anywhere. Like, imagine Jesus going to the guy at the pool at Bethesda, and he's like, I, I want to heal you, but, you you know, you need to sow a seed. You need to help me get to this next town, and then I'll, and then you'll be fully free. God, God told me, the Father told me, if you just sow a seed. Or the blind guy, instead of spitting in his eyes... And, and with the mud, he just said, hey, you actually need to sow a seed so that me and the disciples could could get to where we're going. You know, we're a little low on cash or we, we'd actually like to stay in a nicer place tonight. Um, if you sow a seed, like we'll be able to do it. But God told me you'd get free. Like he never said any of that. It's weird. Why do we allow it now? It's disgusting. If you sow a seed, you'll get healed. Listen, that is prosperity theology. And I want to talk about healing right now. Can healing be manipulated with money? Of course, anything can. Anything in the world can be manipulated for financial gain, including healing. And I'm telling you, it has been. Of course, people have been found out. Even even uh, Catherine Coleman, at the end of her ministry, she started selling the gifts. And I think she died a little early, if I remember right. She died a little younger than uh, was expected. But near the end, I believe, she started selling the gifts. You know, hey, how much for a deliverance? How much for a healing? How much for this? And all of a sudden, you're a pay-for-hire healer. That's so different than someone saying, hey, we want to bring you out and speak to this meeting, and we'd like to bless your ministry. It's like, hey, I don't care about that. Like, you can if you want to. I can't stop you, but... I'm not coming for a paycheck. But I've literally had people message me, and they're like, how much do you charge for deliverance? And I said, why did you ask me that? And they said, because some people do. And I wanted to cry. Like, people charge. Someone's telling you they need to get delivered, and you're like, okay, that'll be $200. Like, are you kidding me? The Bible says, freely you have received, so freely give. Now, that doesn't mean every single person who comes into your DMs you got to respond to. I don't, I don't know how many followers you have, but I get hundreds and hundreds of DMs every single week. I can't respond to every single person. But imagine if I was responding to them because I wanted to get paid. You better believe that if I was twisted, I'd be responding to every single one. Oh, yeah, I'll pray for you to get healed. God will heal you. $100. Oh, I'll pray for you to get delivered. $200. Like, dude, that is gross. And listen, I want you to hear me right now. I don't know why. This just came over me. If you have ever had a minister tell you that they will heal you or deliver you for money, I want you to send me a screenshot of that DM or that message. Like if you have ever messaged a minister or someone and said, I need you to pray for me to get healed, or I think I have a demon, will you just pray for me to get free? And they said, yeah, like this is how much I charge. Please take a screenshot of that and send it to me. That is prosperity theology, and that is disgusting. And I hate that. 
So yes, healing can be thrown into that, but I do not believe it is prosperity theology to believe God's word, to believe what Jesus paid for. That is entirely different. Believing the Bible is not prosperity gospel. Using the Bible for financial and personal gain is prosperity theology. Think about this. When I go preach and I tell people, I believe it's God's will for you to be healed. Why? Long story short, again, go listen to episode 11 of my podcast, but long story short, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I only do what he does. I only say what he says, okay? Jesus' response to healing was that he healed every single person who ever came to him. He never turned anyone down. He never couldn't do it. And then he gave the power to the disciples to heal. And he gave it through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we have that same spirit. There's only one time the disciples couldn't heal someone. And he didn't comfort them. He didn't tell them, well, this is a healing for me. This is only going to happen in heaven when we're all, you know, uh, made brand new. He rebuked the disciples for their unbelief. And he told them, you need to pray and fast. Because I can't be with you forever. And you guys are going to have to do this stuff. Like, guys, healing is the will of God. That is not prosperity theology. That is just believing the Bible. But can it be manipulated? Has it been manipulated? Yes. And so I understand why some people are hesitant, but you have to look at the motive. I've gone and preached and I said, listen, I believe it's God's will to heal. I want to pray for you to be healed. And I've prayed for a ton of people. And I just was in Tennessee. A few people got healed. A few people didn't get healed. Had nothing to do with money. The people who got healed, I said, praise God. Go give him praise. Go burn for him now. Go live for him. I didn't tell him, hey, make sure you follow me on Instagram. Hey, make sure you sow a seed to my ministry if you're thankful for what I did for you today. I didn't do anything. God did it. Now, we did get a testimony. We had a girl healed of an eating disorder, and I said, can we share this testimony? Because the world is going to be blown away by what God did. And she shared it. And she's shaming the devil by doing that. Revelation 12, 11, We overcome by the blood, by the word of our testimony, and not loving our own lives unto death. And so we shared that testimony. Now we had a guy who didn't get healed, and I prayed for him a bunch of times after the meeting when it was just me and his family, and he still didn't get healed. And I said, you know what? If Jesus was here, you'd be healed. And I need to be more like him. Thank you for letting me pray. I'm sorry we didn't see it today. I am going to go get alone with God. I need to be more like him because I know if Jesus was here, you would be healed, no question about it. And he gave us the same power to do what he did through the Holy Spirit. And he gave us the same authority to walk as he walked. And he told us to pray on earth as it is in heaven. What do you think it's like in heaven? Why do you tell us to pray for that on earth? Because that's available to us. Because the kingdom is within us. That has nothing to do with prosperity. That is just believing what the Word says and taking God at His Word. It doesn't create false hope. Your hope shouldn't be in a healing. Your hope should be in the healer. I've prayed for my wife hundreds and hundreds of times, maybe over a thousand times. Yeah, probably. We've been together for six years, five years. I've probably prayed over a thousand times for my wife to be healed of something, and we haven't seen everything go. My hope doesn't get diminished. My hope is not in a manifestation. My hope is in the healer. And I never take my eyes off of him. Like if people are complaining that we're going around creating false hope, then I would say, well, why are you putting your hope in a healing? 
Because how many of you know that you can get healed of a physical affliction, but if your mind is not right and you don't have the right perspective of God, if you get sick again, you're going to need another prayer. You need to have faith. You need to have a revelation of the healer himself. You need to have a relationship with the healer. When you have an intimacy with God and with Jesus Christ, that is what will help you endure. I know plenty of people that are in perfect health that are miserable. Perfect health, perfect situations financially, miserable people. They don't know God. I know a guy with no arms and legs, and he is doing great. He loves God. He has hope. He has joy. He has peace. It is not about your physical situation. Believing for healing has nothing to do with the prosperity gospel unless it is used for financial gain. So, today, part one, stay away from anyone that practices seed faith. And number two, healing is not the prosperity gospel. That's believing what Jesus said. Amen? Well, hey, we got a lot more parts of this series because there's way more things we're going to break down. Next time, we're going to talk about... um, What are we going to talk about next time? Maybe next time, we're going to talk about word of faith next time and visualization and positive confession. We're going to talk about all that in regards to the prosperity gospel and in regards to just living as a Christian. So I hope that will be beneficial. Listen, make sure you share this podcast. If this spoke to you, I know the prosperity gospel, you know, the American gospel and all these different prosperity things are going around. Let this podcast episode go around. Post it on your social media. Let's get the word out there because a lot of people are hearing about the prosperity gospel, but you know what? They're not hearing about what it isn't. So it's very easy to just point a finger and label something, and it's not even that. But you don't even have the knowledge. That's why we need to share this with the world. So please, share it. Tag me in it on social media. Make sure you give us a like, a rating, a review. And uh, listen, if you need some encouragement, you need some hope. I was talking about having a relationship with the healer himself. If you want to strengthen your walk with God, you should check out the book that I wrote. It's $9.99. It's on Amazon. You can get a paperback copy or you can get an ebook. It's called I Will Always Overcome. It's just a little devotional. Every day for nine weeks, three to five minutes a day, you are going to get closer with Jesus. It's going to help you to have faith. And uh, you can also buy it on my website at shanewinnings.com. Listen, if you're looking to finish or start a degree after high school, you got to check out Faith International University, um, faithiu.edu, incredible Christian accredited Bible college. They have a bachelor's, master's, PhD programs, You can go to school at your own pace. You can go online. Or if you live in the Tacoma, Washington area, you can go uh, in person. But it's so great for people with a flexible schedule and a busy schedule like I have. You can have time to go to class, get your work done by the end of the week. It's incredible. So go to faithiu.edu, hit request information, and tell them that you got here from Shane's podcast. All right, guys, love y'all so much. We'll see you next time for part two of the Prosperity Gospel series. See you later.